be on the line now to Fred Kumalo um, about his latest book, Dancing the Death Drill. He's a journalist and author, and he tells the story of the SS Mendy. Uh, a very good evening to you, and thank you so much for speaking to us, Mr. Kumalo. Good afternoon and good afternoon to your listeners. Thanks for, me, thanks for having me on the show. I'm just very curious. I mean, this is obviously something that happened about 100 years ago. When did you first learn about it? It certainly couldn't have happened within, uh, you know, your being born. Now, um, I first heard of this um, when I was 12 or 13 um, in higher primary school. I was part of the school choir. And we sang this song called uh, Amagoha Embendi, which was a tribute uh, to, to the man who had um, gone down with the Mendi. But obviously, as a 13-year-old child, it didn't really sink into my consciousness what really happened. Mm. So it, it's only much later, when I was a journalist and I happened to travel to France, was I taken to war, South African war graves in France. Uh, then I was shown uh, graves of uh, some of the survivors in a small town called uh, Arc Le Batal, which is on the west coast of France. And then the story of the men came back to my mind with, 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 with renewed vigor. I was older, I was a journalist, I was curious. Um, it was only then that it made um, a bit more sense. So who were those that um, survived and uh, what were you able to glean about them, especially in terms of their assimilation into a society that they probably would have never had any idea that they would have landed on at any point? Yeah, uh, one of the survivors, um, was a very, he became a very illustrious uh, person, after the war, because he survived, he served um, on the Western Front in France. Uh, the war ended in 1918. He came back home. Uh, his name is uh, Jason Stimela Jingles. He became a very uh, famous uh, trade unionist alongside uh, Clemens Kadali of the ICU. He was part of the ICU recruiting um, in the Free State area. And he even wrote his life story, his autobiography, uh, why he enlisted um, and what happened uh, in France. Um, it's packed with uh, anecdotes. Um, yes, I, I have used some of those anecdotes for the purposes of my book. So, but he wasn't the only one who came back. Uh, there were others. Um, Unfortunately, many just disappeared from uh, public consciousness. Mm. Uh, by the time we woke up, they were dead, even those who had come back uh, after the war. And, and your commentary in the book about oral history and um, how it's passed down, obviously there weren't many survivors, and those who survived may have, may have been very much separated from their families. But the actual stories, we know that... Um, Obviously, it's it's a case of it gets eroded a bit. History, isn't it? Depending on who tells it and uh, who receives it as well. Yes, uh, the, the, there is. Okay, the story has been, uh, as I tried to to explain it, has been uh, kept alive through oral history. As I said, we sang this song at, uh, at school, so that's how it was kept alive. But there's a very famous tale, uh, it's, it's almost legend, it's almost mythology, as to what happened as the ship was going down. 
Um, you can imagine 900 men on, on, on a ship. Uh, there's panic. Uh, the ship is going down. Some of them uh, threw themselves overboard. Others um, managed to swim uh, to uh, life-saving rafts, which had been uh, dispatched. And yet others uh, remained on, on, on the deck uh, under the leadership and guidance of, uh, of Reverend uh, Isaac Joba. He was a real-life person. He was a chaplain on the ship. Now, legend uh, has it that um, as the ship was going down, uh, uh, Isaac Joba said something very, very um, evocative of, of the panic, uh, the fear that had engulfed um, the ship by that time. So he, I'm going to read the words that have been attributed him, to him and um, the, re- the, the words that... Um, actually inform the title of my book, Dancing the Death Drill. Uh, this is what he said to have said as the, book, as the ship was going down. He said, Be quiet and come, my countrymen, for what is taking place now is exactly what you came to do. You are going to die, but that is what you came to do. Brothers, we are drilling the drill of death. I, a Kosa, say you are all my brothers. Zulus, Swazis, Pondos, Basutus, we die like brothers. We are the sons of Africa. Raise your cries, brothers. For though they made us leave our weapons at our homes, our voices are left with our bodies. We die like brothers. So those are the words, evocative words, that he is said to have uh, uh, said to his uh, fellow um, uh, comrades. And then... They took off uh, their boots and they started dancing as the ship was going down. You can you can imagine how picturesque uh, that is. It's uh, evocative of the bravery. So it's a story that has been kept alive um, through legend, through mythology. Maybe it did happen like that. Maybe it did not. But that is the story that has been told. That is that is the the foundational myth. Uh, of the thinking of the mandate. Fred Kumal, I suspect we need to have a sit-down session, uh, a lengthier one on some of these subjects and your book and others as well. Thank you so much for speaking to us. He is.